Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Bite Size podcast. I'm FPL Nima and I'm joined by my co-host Clayton. We're looking forward to reviewing the Fulham match in game week four at the Emirates today. It's well, be we're, a short we're previewing one. it. We haven't played it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, previewing it. Yeah, so we've gone a little bit earlier this week, obviously, before the press conference because I'm away in Budapest later in the week. So Doing that Europa some... League final scouting. Exactly. I need to just check some hotels in case we get to the final. But um, yeah, hopefully um, nothing crazy comes out in the presser that kind of makes our predicted lineup fall on its face. But um, how are you doing? Obviously, we spoke like less than 48 hours ago, I think. I know. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm excited. I, I just feel like these, obviously, with my season ticket, I only really get the home games. Away tickets are really hard to get this season. But I feel like the period in between the home games are bloody dragging. Like, I'm just, my itch for watching Arsenal is just not being scratched by going every two weeks at the moment. So I'm really excited for Saturday. And then, obviously, we've got Villa at home next Wednesday. So it'll be good to see Arsenal twice at home within a few days. And then I'm off to Milan <clears throat> for the Milan derby. So I've got a good fortnight of football coming up. No, that, that's definitely true. Like I know you wanted to get to more away games this season and it looks like it's going to be hard to get to more than maybe three or four, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a keen eye on the, um, <clears throat> sorry, got a keen eye on the Carabao Cup draw tonight. So hopefully we get a large team with a decent away allocation. And then not like Sutton, get... right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like five seats. Yeah, so yeah, got a keen eye on that. And then obviously the Europa League draw on Friday. So I'm hoping that will be an opportunity to kind of build some away credits as well. So yeah, we'll just see how it goes. But yeah, really excited for um Saturday and then next Wednesday. So should we get into Fulham? Yeah, let's get into a quick shout out to FPL Chips who's tuned in as well. He's actually 15k in FPL right now. Oh wow. Um, Yes, he says having triple Arsenal probably helped him with that, and he did wild card after game week one as well. But hopefully, fair he can play, stay aggressive up there. start, nice, very aggressive start. So this is our predicted lineup. We've still kept it the same as the first three for the podcast listeners. It's obviously Ramsdale in goal, Zinchenko, Gabriel Saliba, White on the back line, Xhaka, Odegaard, and Party in the midfield with Martinelli, Jesus, and Saka up front. So yeah, like we've not changed anything. Um, obviously, the presser might tell us something new. We might see that perhaps Tommy Yasu might come in for White. As I said in the review of the last match, um, I'm not convinced Tierney will come in yet. But it's kind of wait and see for me. Um, I'll, I'll show you some tactical stuff I saw about yeah. kind of how Fulham build up play afterwards as well and what we might do. Um, but yeah, is there anyone here that, apart from White or Zinchenko, that you could see potentially not being in the first 11 for this match? No, but the only thing I'd add to this is, so each week I've been... I'd say 80-90% confident in my picks. This is the first week I think that right-back spot is... I'm going 55-45%. I've gone unchanged as well because I just think the team is playing well. And I also looked into... I know on the review, I was talking about, obviously, we've got three games in eight days and we might expect a rotation. I think I may have overstated it a little bit because then I looked at the gaps in between the games. And obviously, we've got Fulham on Saturday, but then we've got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday... And then technically all of Wednesday and the day to recover. So that's three, three and a half days before we play Villa in the evening. That's a, that's a more than enough time to recover. We've then got Thursday, Friday, Saturday before we play, play United on the Sunday. So I think I may have overstated it. And going back to the original point, I've, I'm not anticipating as much rotation in that period as I first thought. And this game, I guess we'll come on and touch on it because I think we've both got similar thoughts on where Fulham may look to target us. But I'm thinking Tommy Asu aerially because Mitrovic loves peeling that 
to that back post and attacking um, the, whoever's at right back for a header. That's how he scored two goals so far. And I'm just thinking nothing against White. White can more than hold his own. But Tommy Asu is one of the best around aerially. So this week I'm 55-45 on that position. I can't say with 100% confidence, but the rest of the team, I think, picks itself. But That's a good one point. Position, so Mitrovic yeah. is someone I will talk about and I can see him drifting into the right to try and get past uh, White. He, he's done well against Zaha and Justin, but um, maybe we do opt for Tommy Asu to get him up to speed for that United game the following weekend. So I think that's probably the most likely change, isn't it? So yeah, this is the only one Fulham where lineup. I wouldn't be surprised to see a change, whereas every other week I would have been shocked. Yeah, I think so. I think this is like with Mitrovic in mind and kind of the main man that he is for Fulham, it does make sense that we could see Tommy Asu come in. So this could be the first week we get the prediction wrong. But um, <laughs> so this is the Fulham lineup when they played against Brentford last week. Uh, for the podcast listeners, it's um, got Leno in goal. He's got a t- we know what's happening here, don't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Prime newer <laughs> incoming. <laughs> It always seems to happen, doesn't it? They come to the Emirates and these goalkeepers, like I've seen De Gea do it as well, and they just play themselves into form out of nowhere when they come to the Emirates. Um, we've got Robinson, Reem, Adarabayo, Tete in defence, Palinia, Reed in midfield, Reed, Andreas Pereira, Stansfield in the midfield with Mitrovic on his own up top. So, yeah. see, Pereira was a star performer for them last week. He, he looked good at home in the first week as well. I think one thing I do want to say about Fulham is, it is only like three games of data, but the away game in game week two, they didn't look very convincing. So I am starting to wonder, is there something about Fulham being much better at home than they are away? Okay, that's interesting. The only other yeah, thing that's something just to bear to in mind. Is, um, obviously, Cabano's there. Well, they've, they've got a lot of injuries. Obviously, Harry Wilson, like poor guy, he got injured before the season started. Cabano then stepped in right wing. He's injured now. So they've got the young lad, Stansfield, who's stepping in at right wing. So... um. Yeah, I, I imagine it will be a similar team again on Saturday against us. Yeah, I think so. And um, we, we'll keep an eye out. Obviously, there's some uh, Carabao Cup round games that happened last night. They, I think there's some yeah, tonight. They lost last night to Crawley, but I, d- I did look at their team. It was, yeah, pretty much second string. So First Premier League team to be out. Um, is oh, is what it? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see if anyone else gets knocked out, but they're, they're definitely the first one. Um so I've got this um, heat map from Fantasy Football Scout that you've sent over. I don't know if you want to just give a quick overview of this as well. Yeah, sure. So obviously doing my homework, similar to what I did for the uh, Bournemouth preview. Fulham, uh, caveats again, three game weeks worth of data, etc. But I think you're, you're starting to see themes and how teams are looking to play and build and stuff. And Fulham quite heavily look to build and attack down their right channel and get crosses in. And like we've said already, Mitrovic likes to kind of peel towards that back post, get in between the right centre back and the right back and try and dominate the, the crosses there, really. So, yeah, Fulham, I predict that's kind of how they'll look to build play. And um, just thinking structurally how we might deal with that. So, like I said, they build play down their right-hand side quite a lot. But one thing looking at the stats is 50% of their chances so far have come from the right. So we can see it here in the heat maps. It's something I've noticed on the eye, but the stats are backing it up as well. I'm just thinking structurally, what can we do to nullify that? I think this is a game we're going into it. I'm hoping it will be us. Be- I think Fulham will be a tougher test than Leicester and Bournemouth, but I still think mm-hmm. we have enough quality to be able to sustain and nullify them. 
And what I'm hoping we see is, you know, against Sevilla in pre-season, where if we lost the ball, we were like a pack of dogs and wolves just relentlessly pressing them really high up the pitch. And that, why do we do that? It's to avoid counter-pressing. It's to avoid the transitions, the counter-attacks. So what I think Fulham are going to try and do is get Zinchenko isolated in 1v1 scenarios on our left and their right. And I think how do we proactively avoid that? It's if we lose the ball, just pressing relentlessly, try and avoid that transition and counter-attack. I think Gabriel's positioning will be quite key because he was really good against Bournemouth at how, and every game, to be honest, how when Zinchenko goes and attacks, he kind of covers that little area. On yeah, the he left, seemed to so. be playing almost in the left-back role a bit and leaving Saliba yeah. to run the mid- middle by himself. Exactly. So I think that's something that structurally we, we are intelligent enough to cope with that, I think. And Arteta will be aware of that. But this is a game where if we're being true to ourselves, if we play our game, Fulham will make it tough for us, no doubt. But if we play our game and we're proactive in our structure, we, we should be fine to nullify their threat. Just adding to that, really, just looking at stats and stuff. So they've conceded 31 crosses from their left-hand side so far and 10 chances from their left. And I'm thinking Saka and Odegaard, they linked up a bit nicer against Bournemouth. I'm thinking again, Anthony Robinson on their, on Fulham's left-hand side. He likes to bomb on. Tim Ream's not very good. Can we get Odegaard and Saka linking up in those little half spaces and pockets, mm-hmm. similar to how they did against Watford away last year? It was a weak side that we exploited. Um, and then just some further stats, really. So Fulham defensively, again, only three weeks so far. But as good as they've been on the expected data, so for non-penalty XG, they're fifth worst so far. So they've conceded 4.1 and they're running at a rate of 1.37 per 90. And offensively, I know they had a penalty against, was it Wolves or Brentford this week? I can't remember, but... The the penalty obviously boosts the XG, but I prefer to look at non-penalty XG because it's more predictable. There was the one Mitrovic missed, wasn't there? Yeah, oh yeah. It and was the one Villa. he scored. <laughs> so he's yeah. had one of each. Sorry, no, it wasn't Villa. I forgot who it was. It was so he nonsense. scored against Liverpool, I think, and he missed the one in game week two. Yeah. That was the one. But yeah, so for non-penalty XG, they're running at 14th. So they've got 2.9 and that's a rate of just shy of 1, 0.95 per 90. So they're a good team, but... It's not something we should be kind of panicking about. If we play our game, we should have more than enough. And the flip side of that is on our metrics, obviously take into account who we've played, but we're second for non-penalty XG, uh, both cumulatively and per 90 at 5.4 total and 1.8 per 90. And then defensively, we're the best so far. 1.8 total non-penalty XG conceded and 0.62 per 90. So I think looking at matchups, obviously we need to be aware of Fulham's right-hand side and how they're going to look to get Mitrovic at the back post. But we should have more than enough to kind of nullify that and also cause them problems, both structurally how we attack as a five, but also in pockets and sort of tight areas, we've got more than enough quality. So I hope we just impose our game, try and exploit their left-hand side and have some fun. Yeah, so speaking of matchups, and I've pulled up uh, at FPL Lenz's matchup analysis as well, his net XG here. So He's currently got Arsenal at a 1.7 net XG and Fulham at 1.28. And what, what, what I thought I'd say is like he kind of agrees with you a bit. So he's actually saying there could be a goal for Mitrovic because he does fade to the right on occasion. But he reckons that Arsenal should be able to pass around Fulham's pressure at home and that Saka should get something as okay. Robinson tends to get up the field. So it's funny because obviously I didn't show you this before we went live. Yeah. But <laughs> his, his kind of coaching analysis, he's a 
he's actually a certified coach out in the US. He's got like a FIFA license. And oh, cool. He, yeah. So his view from a coach's perspective agrees with you. So maybe there's a tactician in you there somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Today. To be fair, <laughs> when I was younger, I did say I wanted to do my coaching badges and stuff. Maybe. I wonder when, if that's when the I hang plan, up the boots. Yeah. <laughs> Get my light bulb for Arteta. <laughs> so I think the one thing I want to call out here is so each week I've been using this. And one thing I realize is that the shot model goal generators, um, they have like different blocks of green and red, depending on how likely you are to get, say, zero, one, two, three, four plus goals. And what I realize is I've not shown people the context of that because on the right hand side, that's actually for the whole of game week four. So where it shows Arsenal is 27.8% for two goals and it's very bright green, that's not just in the context of against Fulham, but all 20 teams. So it shows that Arsenal is actually the third most likely team this week to get two plus goals. Um, Liverpool have a 28.7% chance. City have a 28.7% chance. So Arsenal's the third most likely team to get two goals this week. Interesting. Um, so that, that's kind of where that comes from as one thing to bear in mind. And then on the other side of things as well, like for free goals, we have a 14.5% chance according to the net XG, which is again only below City at 19.6% and Liverpool at 18.5%. So we're much closer to getting two goals to Liverpool and City but when it comes to three plus goals I think it's something the numbers need to catch up a bit like the current XG that we're generating as an Arsenal team it's only three weeks of data this season yeah. and we need to see it sustained before perhaps models would favour us to score those kind of goals and that's why it's interesting looking at models and I guess just human um, predictions really because I, I think we are a team that can sustain to xg but obviously it needs to be evidence-based and it's one of those catch 22 you need to see it to believe it but you can also predict it as a person just from what we've seen really so yeah i guess that kind of segues nicely into score predictions yeah for sure so obviously we've done three predictions so far we've got the wins correct so the outcomes have been 100 percent. we've yeah. both got one score right so far you got who's going to be the first to predict a loss <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Um, we've both predicted seven goals for and one against, but obviously like not the same results. So it's just kind yeah. of tallied up that way. Um, there's been nine goals for, two against. So we, we've been wrong We're on that We're not doing front. too bad on that, really. Like two goals off in terms of what we think we'd score and one goal off in terms of conceding. So And then both I think we both yeah, I think score, we, so. Exactly. I think we both predicted a goal from Palace, but not from Leicester. And then we obviously conceded two okay, to yeah. Leicester, uh, from Leicester, sorry. And then on the flip side, I got the kind of the goals um, against. I think I'd, I'd gone for maybe it was three goals against Leicester, I and you'd maybe you gone for two. I'll, I'll get the spreadsheet up. It's got the uh... obviously last week I went for a two nil against Bournemouth. So you went for three nil. So you went two nil against Palace, three one against Leicester, two nil Bournemouth, and I went two one against Palace, two nil Leicester, three nil Bournemouth, and I'm going two nil against Fulham. Two nil against Fulham. So I. It's a bold one, but I'm going to go for 3-1 against Fulham okay. Arsenal win. I'm going to go for that Mitrovic going goal. going for the Mitrovic goal. So is he is he going to get some joy over Ben White or Tommy then? That's the thing. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, I do wonder just on Zinchenko, because I guess because he does come from the right. So something else I didn't say in this tactical matchup was yep. it's not on this graphic here now, but um, some of the other stuff that Lenz had seen, which was quite interesting. I'm just going to pull it up. I have it here somewhere. So... It looks like I closed it, I think. But he essentially said that um, Fulham had created like more goals from the right than the centre and left combined. Yeah. So it's exactly. kind of yeah. So I do I do think like Zinchenko doesn't really play left back. He kind of just plays wherever he wants to orchestrate the game. And again, like 
if Oteta was that worried about Mitrovic floating into the right, I do wonder, is is there perhaps an opportunity for Tierney to come on earlier? So maybe not start, but okay. if we're really winning the point. game. You know, if it's only 1-0, it's KG, we get to 50, yeah. 60 minutes, could we see an early sub to bring in Tierney to shut up shop the way we used to do with holding? Like, So I do think that's maybe Tierney really gets more time. Shout. Yeah, I, I can see that. I didn't think of it until you said that, but I think that's a really clever shout. So that's kind of the main stuff. Um, hopefully we're just, both right about the win as well. One final thing is obviously we've both said Fulham build from the right. I wonder if they'll tweak things thinking like Ben White, Saliba, Tommy, whoever plays in that right centre-back, right-back role, they, they can all hold their own. I wonder if they'll tweak it and try and get Mitrovic at the other side going against Zinchenko for a header. And just yeah, Now that you said that, like Zinchenko 1v1 defending aerially, he's a bit so, so that That's is the side strength. they'd be attacking. Cause so, so their right would be our left, right? So I think, if anything, they might switch to attack white. No, no. So what, what's been happening so far is they, they cross from our left back side. So their right. And Mitrovic is at the back post. Oh, arriving at the yeah. other side. So I'm, I'm just wondering if they'll flip it and they kind of try to get Mitrovic. He could kind of play anywhere, couldn't he? Um, yeah. yeah, but I think this is what, going back to what we were just saying a few minutes ago, I think it's definitely a threat to be aware of. I just have a lot of confidence in us structurally to kind of proactively nullify them and not let Fulham have too many opportunities to kind of get down the channels and get the crosses in. But that might come back to bite me. So... <laughs> I still think they will score, but um, we do so have some of the best one, expected. Yeah, free yeah, one. I think we still have some of the best scorers? expected goals. Yeah, goal scorers has been a fun one actually. Um, so I think Jesus at home gets back to goal scoring ways. Like his offside was questionable at best. You know, like when I looked at the goal that United scored, their winner, and, uh, oh, that was no started. different to the one that Jesus scored. So you know, I, I just don't know what's going on there, but um, maybe. Like, from what I remember, I don't think the camera equipment when we were playing at Bournemouth was great and it wasn't, like, on level with the field for a straight line either. So yeah, it's, like, it's, that's a bit wild. A like, and then when you're at United, like, somehow, like, that one is okay. Like, that one counts. But um, it is what it is, isn't it? Um, I did also think, not to speak about United too much, but Bruno was being very petulant after oh, Salah scored. I, um, I've made my feelings clear on that guy. He is such a little rat. Like, I, I can't stand him. <laughs> I just cannot stand him. But it's going to be typical, you know, like there is nothing to fear about this United side, but going to Old Trafford, we always seem to shit ourselves and kind of play the occasion rather than the, the game. So so that's something I wanted to say. So I feel like Klopp made this statement before the match that it was like he would have rather United had been winning before they played because losing 4-0 and like being humiliated like that and being forced to take, like they, they cancelled their, Ten Hag cancelled their day off and made them do like an eight-mile run. But Apparently then he, he joined, joined them. them. As well. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's wild. And then I saw a photo of him as an assistant to Pep, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, this guy is like also a young coach with a pretty good mastermind behind him. He he essentially saw that playing out from the back isn't working with the hair. We just got battered 4-0, made the players feel accountable, showed that their running stats were the worst in the bloody division, made them do a run instead of a day off, went with them to show that he also holds himself accountable, not just the players. And then they basically came in raging to like make up for it. So my prayers now are that in game week four and five, United do well, because I think our best bet is to go there and have yeah. them try to play their way from the back yeah, of the new not, system, not, not to be pragmatic. Yeah, because yeah, if they feel like they're under pressure and they have to be pragmatic, 
I think that's when we could get into a mess in game yeah, week six. I agree. I, for what it's worth, I don't doubt that Ten Hag, he's a top coach. Like I said that when they signed him, it was just more me kind of laughing at United's infrastructure in the boardroom and stuff and the people they've got in key decision-making areas. But that that's another... Topic. Well, what you're already seeing, right, is just after one win, all the links to all the players they were being linked with for the last two weeks have disappeared. Yeah. So people are like, don't forget, like, we're still Glazers out, like, still push this movement because that's exactly what the Glazers wanted. Like, I almost wonder, did Fabinho get benched as, like, a 4D chess from Klopp to make sure that, like, United yeah, don't sign anyone to suffer? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that nearer the time. We're giving them... Yeah, when we get to that preview, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we get to the United preview next week, that'll be fun. Um, so just a quick shout-out as well to Mike Halpin, who tuned in before we head off. Um, he, he's going to catch up on the VOD later on. Yeah, Yeah, just thanks to the guys for tuning in to say hello. Obviously, we did go fairly rogue with the timing, but it's just because of holiday plans and stuff. And um, yeah, Yeah, I think normally they'd expect it to go more more close to like the presser. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, like Nima said at the start, hopefully there's no uh, sort of wild cards in the press conference or anything. Um, But yeah, we'll be back to normal schedule soon. Yeah, exactly. So I think I'll be back from holiday on Monday. And then what we'll do is we'll combine the kind of pod. So we'll do the review for, um, I guess, because the next game's on the Wednesday, isn't it? So we'll do the review yeah. for this Fulham match yeah. and the preview for the Villa match all in one. So we'll do like a yeah. blockbuster special around 5, 5.30 on Monday after work. Actually, oh no, that's the one I'm in the office. Oh no, I'm not. Sorry. So <laughs> I'm coming back. Yeah, I was thinking it's bank holiday, isn't it? So it's bank holiday, off. yeah. But it's going to be a bit later because I'm getting back to the airport at like five. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So probably yeah. be in the evening, yeah. But thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, anyone watching on VOD or listening on Pod After, if you enjoyed the episode, please do hit that like button or leave a review on the kind of podcast directory of your choice. Thank you. We were the Arsenal Bite Size Podcast, and we will see you guys for the next uh, review and preview. Nice one. Enjoy your holiday and up the Arsenal. Thank you. Up the Arsenal. <laughs>